Okay, good evening. Hello. So this is a Monday yeah. and we're drinking again <laughs> on a Monday night, which probably isn't a great idea. No. But we did this on Saturday evening Yeah. and we did relationships. It was probably a bit tricky, um, but it's been an absolutely manic day and um, you've been kind of, well, both of us have been kind of stuck to our laptops since first thing this morning and we're sticking to our daily podcast exactly <laughs> so um so welcome to episode 88 88 yeah. yes 88 and um we're also drinking because it's my birthday week so i just got to get that in <laughs> every day for the next hour are you going to drink every, no- every no, day no i've got to say it's my birthday oh you're going to drink every day no, I didn't <laughs> drink every day What are we talking about today? We're talking about uh, websites and do you need one? Um, and if you don't need one, what would you use instead? What are the other kind of options? What could you use instead? Yeah, because it's been an interesting one, right? Because we've there's been a transition over recent years for people to not have a website at all mm-hmm. and only have a Facebook page. Yeah. Or um, only have a, I suppose you could argue, a Shopify account is a website but yeah. a lot of t- that's just literally a, an online store yeah basically it's not it's not what traditionally we would think of as being a website and when we had um mark Whitehand. Whitehand. yeah um when he was on the podcast the other day he's built his entire business and not just like in the last few months i mean over years mm. just through a facebook group Mm-hmm. And it's only now, over quite a number of years, that he's now decided, oh, I should really have a website. Yeah. And he's made a lot of money out yeah. of just having a Facebook group. Yeah, exactly. So um, you don't, I think that the kind of whole you must have a website thing was all like the dot-com era from the you know 1995 onwards, you had to have a website. Yeah. And that was because that was, I mean, it still is your shop window, but there's so many other ways that you can kind of communicate with somebody now that... There's lots of, your website kind of acts more as like the hub that kind of glues lots of other things together, Yeah. yeah. but you don't necessarily need that hub. It's a bit like, to me, it's a bit like the equivalent when you're starting out in business, um, you don't necessarily go and rent swanky offices immediately. Yeah. I mean, nowadays you don't need to do that at all, but do you see what I mean? You, you, so you start small, as I think one of our episodes was start small, wasn't it? It was all yeah. about how you should, how you start small. and. And it's the same with websites. And even if you do go for a website, you don't need this big, all singing, all dancing, really expensive site because you've got all these other ways of doing things now. Well, I think most consumers, because websites are so good nowadays, right? It's not like it's not like it was ten years ago, no. where you could land on a website and uh, it was really obvious when it was a bad website that yeah. like you'd have this crappy photo at the top, and then you'd have a huge amount of text from top to bottom yeah. and links that don't work and, it, and you'd have like a menu bar down the, like, the left hand side yeah. that took up the whole left hand side and and the and colors... you remember all the flash ones as well yeah. that came in with like noises and things moving yeah. and stuff yeah and like you wouldn't be able to enter the website before yeah, yeah, going yeah. through like the yeah and like so like, i would say a few years ago that there, there was a obvious like oh this is a crap website yeah. like that that wasn't um but nowadays it's different the the level of sophistication in website design has moved on so much that and it's become so template based 
that the reality is like a, a cheap, just throw it out there website yeah. um, with, with very limited knowledge. Um, I mean, Christ, we've got competitors in our photo booth hire business um, who we absolutely know who they are mm-hmm. and they have no technical knowledge, no yeah. nothing at all. And they've been able to throw together a, a website that communicates perfectly adequately yeah. the service that they deliver, allows them to get inquiries and get bookings. Well, know? that's exactly it. I mean, there is reasons that you need a website and there is industries in which you need a website. But I want to kind of come to back to that in a minute. Let's firstly look at the alternatives. So for when you're starting out, um, and not just for when you're starting out, but these things you should absolutely have. Yeah. Okay. Um, so first of all is a Facebook page. And even though your Facebook page will not deliver you much nowadays because of the engagement rate is just ridiculously low because well, Facebook doesn't show your posts to hardly anybody. Well, just in case anybody, because there's, I think, I can't remember what the name of the episode is, but we, we do an episode a few episodes ago that's all about... Facebook like, stats. Facebook yeah. stats. It's something like the shocking truth about Facebook yeah. or something like that, it says. But um, if there's, there's a chance you may not have heard that episode. And in that episode, we talk about what Facebook does to your content when you create it. And a lot of businesses are running Facebook in the old way. Mm. Like they're, they're approaching Facebook marketing in, 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 that's in a way that's three, four, five years out of date. Yeah. And... Um, I, I'll get a page and engage lots of people and grow it organically and all this kind of stuff by putting lots of regular content out there. But um, what was the stats? Can you remember the stats? I can't remember them exactly, but it's it's along the lines of um, uh, 0.18%, I think. For But I can't remember what threshold that's at. 10,000? Yeah. So if you're under... It's actually 0.5% if you're under 10,000. So if you have under 10,000 followers on your Facebook page your um, Facebook will show your content to 0.5% of the people that follow your page. So if you only got 100 followers or a couple of 100 followers or whatever it is, hardly anybody is seeing your content. Like nobody's seeing it. And even if you have 10,000, hardly anybody is seeing that content. And then once you get above, it's usually the other way around. Mm. It's like 1.8% mm. under 10,000. Yeah. And then yeah. most, might even be 100,000. It's, it's, something it's as you get bigger that it goes even lower. It's yeah, just, yeah, it goes yeah. down to 0.5%. Yeah. yeah, it's incredible. So, so the, the point is, you might be thinking, well, Jesus Christ, what's the point of using Facebook at all? Well, all Facebook is trying to do is to get you to spend money to push that content to that audience. So by boosting posts or creating ads or whatever it is. And you might think, well, that's not fair, but it's absolutely fair because that channel wouldn't exist without Facebook doing all the donkey work to create that audience in the first place Mm. and create that network. So it's not a right to have access to Facebook at the end of the day. And you wouldn't go up, if you think about it in in another, another way, by looking at another medium, you wouldn't go up to a magazine and say, just look, I shouldn't have to like pay hundreds of pounds for my ad to be in your magazine. Like, of course you should. Yeah. You know, they've cultivated that audience. Yeah. So it's the same with Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. But um, so, so you should still have a page because you can't run advertisements without a page anyway. 
Um, but also, um, so if, if you want to go down Facebook ads route, then, then obviously you need the page. But also it's your shop window, um, sometimes more so than a website. If I want to get a feel for a business, I might look at their website, but I'll also always go on their Facebook page because yeah. that gives you the real kind of up-to-date information of what's going on in their world. And that's what I kind of want to see. So you should always have a, have a Facebook page. Well, I look at it as, as well as... If you listen to any of our previous episodes, you'll know that we're not massive fans of SEO. Um, so and if you're wondering what SEO is, search engine optimization, meaning that when you type in a particular, if we go to Smiley Booth, Photo Booth Hire, for example, the business, uh, one of the businesses that we have, if you type in Photo Booth Hire, then the idea of SEO is that Smiley Booth, if we've done it right, will appear at the top. Like that'd be the most obvious place. Um, but there's lots of reasons why SEO isn't a great, great strategy. Well, we just prefer paid advertising. Yeah, which is another rabbit hole we probably won't go into today. But um, the the good thing though, the way I not necessarily SEO, but the way I think about it is, if someone types in, let's we're on Smiling Entrepreneurs podcast, for example. So if you go on Google and you type in Smiling Entrepreneurs. From my perspective, uh, and, and from our perspective, as the creators of Smiling Entrepreneurs podcast, we want to know that when you type in Smiling Entrepreneurs, that that whole Google page that you're looking at is filled with our website, our Facebook page, mm-hmm. our Instagram. Like, there's loads of references to the Smiling Entrepreneurs podcast, not yeah. some generic widget somewhere yeah. that somebody else has created. And... Facebook is very good mm. at things like that. If you have a Facebook page and then someone thinks, well, who the hell is whatever your company name is and they type it in, one of the things that will come up will be, yes, your website, but also all the Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. all the other like references to your business will also come up on that well, site. Well, all the time they come up first and that, that's my point. So mm. with... Um, not needing a website, these other things is what you should be going for first um, if you're a new business because they have a ready-made audience there. Whereas if you just go and put a website up now, nobody will find it. No. Because they don't know that you exist. So um, you've got to get people to that website. Whereas if you go and put a Facebook page up, you although again, nobody's going to necessarily know there, you're, you're there immediately, but you can start interacting with people and yeah. send them back to your page straight away. And it's the same with Instagram. Um, it's the same with Pinterest, it's the same with Twitter, yeah. it's the same with LinkedIn pages, um, and YouTube to a point. YouTube's slightly different because it's, it's, got a, it's owned by Google, so it's got the same kind of traits that you need to send people to it. But all the others, you can immediately just start networking within that platform as your page. You're not even yeah. sending them to them because you are talking as that, as that business. Yeah. So you're all, already there. Well, that's the interesting way that websites have evolved over the years mm. in that the way I see a website in today's world is it's, you know, when you draw those diagrams where you have like in this, you draw like a, a circle in the center of the page. Yeah. I don't know what the terminology of the diagram is, but, and, and then you, so, excuse my, this is, this is my, I've had a drink and me trying to explain Uh-oh. something. Uh-oh. Yeah. But if you imagine this in your mind, right? Okay, so as opposed to imagining it in your foot. Um, <laughs> if you draw in the middle of a page a circle and then in the circle you write website. 
And then you draw a branch off of that that's to Facebook, another branch off is YouTube, another branch yeah, well, that's of that's what I said Instagram. earlier, it's like a hub. Exactly. Yeah. It's the it's the anchor yeah. for everything. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's where it's where ultimately people end up processing even if they don't process transactions or whatever it is, it's there it's where everything is controlled yeah. and managed, yeah. isn't it? But that's but to me you don't need the hub first. You yeah. actually need all the other bits first. Because like for example on um, you know, Instagram and Facebook, you can even shop now directly through those platforms, yeah. can't you? And hold meetings for example on, on Facebook you can have Facebook rooms and things like that and yeah which is what so the shopping aspect not necessarily the meetings but you're right you can yeah. create rooms and all this kind of stuff they're, they're they're effectively trying to become your business website yeah. they the, yeah. these these uh, like Facebook and everything else want want to become this whole holistic mm -hmm. thing for you and and by the way if you're wondering well Jesus Christ how does why the hell are they doing that or how does that even work believe it or not facebook and the wet and the western world is actually really behind mm -hmm. uh, compared to places like china and so on what is it what is the platform in china there's um oh, we something wechat wechat yeah okay so um i personally wasn't really aware of wechat mm -hmm. until we had an inquiry for smiley with photo be hire where somebody wanted to start franchising they wanted to buy the master franchise for smiley booth in china and so we ended up going down the rabbit hole of having all these conversations you're trying to hold a yawn yeah it was definitely your face <laughs> um, <laughs> um but the um and when we went down this rabbit hole they were explaining to us that wechat is um they said think of things like facebook and so on on steroids yeah. like it's like WeChat is nobody has like a website here and this there and that over there. Everybody just has WeChat. Yeah, it controls uh, everything. Yeah, and you can do the moment you enter into WeChat, you can do everything that yeah, you, you ever you want. Yeah, you shop, you listen to music, you do everything. Really. Yeah, you don't do anything. You literally don't go anywhere else but WeChat yeah. for everything you want. Like at the moment, for us Western Westerners, we go to. We have to go, oh, if we want to buy a product, we go across to Amazon. And then we go, and if we want to speak to our friends, we go across to Facebook. If we want to look at some photos, we look at Instagram. And, and, and like, we actually, in the Western society, have a really broken, like, kind of well, bit. say that's broken. Well, okay. It's, it's not a holistic approach. Mm. Like, we jump, using the device we've got, we jump from one app to another app to another app. Yeah. What WeChat is, is you enter into that world... And it does everything you could possibly want, mm. basically. Like order takeaways, order everything you want. And that's why places like people like Facebook or companies like Facebook and so on know of platforms mm -hmm. like WeChat. And they're trying to grow those platforms into something but akin it, to that. It's also just about keeping people on the platform. You know, if they if you well, that's what WeChat does, yeah, right? It's become but, all yeah. encompassing. But if you buy a product um, you know, through Facebook on, on there or if you go and look at a product video you're staying on Facebook rather than going off and going mm -hmm. to their website so that that's why they build in all these these extra bits that you can do because they want to keep you within their network same, yeah. same as Instagram same as all of them which makes the concept of websites mm. feel like first world stuff like it's not it's all first generation stuff yeah, yeah. it's not it's like, oh wow, we feel like we're moving into second, third generation now yeah. of online activities. Yeah. 
And there's plenty of companies out there that just run an Instagram account. Yeah. They're just selling. They're selling products, and everything is done just on their Instagram yeah, account. Yeah, absolutely. And, else. Um, and so, if you're starting out, I think that's definitely what you should be starting with is the, the social accounts. But also, if you've got a website and you kind of prioritize your website and your social accounts are secondary, I think it should be the other around. That's where your focus should be on all this, all the social accounts that lead back to your website. And yeah. your website is much more just functional more than anything else. It's just where people go f- to make a purchase, maybe. Or for extra information, um, or like your blog, that kind of well, stuff. Well, the, the advantage, the reason why it's so important to have it, because you might be listening to this and think, well, why the hell does anyone have a website? If I can, if I sell candles, why the hell do I need a website? I can just do it all on Instagram and be done. But like we said on previous episodes, the problem with that type of activity is you don't own the platform. Mm, I was going to come to that, yeah. Yeah, you don't own Instagram, you don't own Facebook, and the, you, you're just given permission to use their tools mm-hmm. to present yourself in a particular way in the hope that you get some money. But the moment they turn around... I mean, we had an issue earlier. We had a great example of this earlier today. Um, I, I had the... Um, I had the thought of, okay, I'm going to do a little test uh, right. promotion, marketing promotion on Facebook um, for a particular thing. And I was like, okay. I, and I, I worded the text in the ad um, in a way that basically were, that Facebook didn't like. They, they, it flagged their Facebook's algorithm because it was a Facebook ad. It, it, it came up and flagged on their on the Facebook algorithm. Now, the problem is Facebook is a huge platform, right? So there's not, you don't literally have a person sit there looking at your ad going, oh yeah, okay, rubber stamp that, okay, we'll let that one go through, right? It's just, a, it's just an automated response. And so the copywriting, the writing that I put in the ads, the algorithm didn't like. And so what they did is instead of just coming back and saying, okay, we reviewed it, we don't like what you've written. What they did is they entirely shut down our ad account. Mm. It's been happening to lots of people, actually. I've seen it in lots of other people. Oh, really? Okay. So, and, and then it says, okay, you can appeal. So I appealed and said to them, this is ludicrous, because I, cause that, the, the argument was that I, I breached some of their policies. And I went back to them and said, this is nonsense, because I have not breached any of your policies. There's nothing in, in the copywriting. I can see how you could interpret it in the way you've interpreted it, but you, you allowed the algorithm just to assume that interpretation. But if a human was to read that, they'd understand that that's not, that's not in breach of your policies. And I was they came, amazed you got somebody back. Well, this is it, yeah. right? So they came back after review and said, tough. You don't get it's like your and your account is now your marketing account is now closed. Now, for most people, that's that's the end of the conversation, right? And you think, well, Jesus Christ, if all of your ad revenue and your your customers, sorry, so not ad revenue, if all of your sales comes through the channel of Facebook, yeah, and then some algorithm decides, okay, we're going to shut down your ad account. That's the end of your business. Mm. You're done. I mean, luckily that's not the case for us. But I went back again and just said, "No, I'm not. I'm not putting up with that. This is nonsense." And luckily they came back and went, "Yeah, you're right." And <laughs> and they 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 started up the account, the ad account again. But that's the problem with things like Facebook is you can just be at the mercy of a system that just says, "Okay, something doesn't look right. We'll, we'll just we're not going to take a risk and just shut you down." 
and you could be earning tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. Like mm -hmm. you could be, you could have invested tens of thousands in stock based on a historically great mm -hmm. revenue generation strategy that you've created for your business. And then Facebook just goes, yeah, no, I don't like that. Done. And there's no debate. Because Facebook is so huge. I mean, how many users well, has Facebook Well, as I said, I'm got? really surprised that you actually got someone because whenever I've had an issue with Facebook, it's just my message has just gone off into the ether and never come mm. back again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be honest, I was. <laughs> yeah. Um, Normally you don't get a, a response. Yeah, I mean, they came back really quick yeah. as well. And they, really they opened it. The, yeah, they just reversed the whole thing. And yeah. Well, I, didn't, I don't think they apologised, but they, they just reversed the whole thing. But the, the point is that I had no control. Mm. And whereas if you own the website where that traffic's going through to, then it's it's entirely up to you what you decide to do, and it's and it's entirely up to you what to do with the contacts that you have that are generated through that website. So the website gives you safety nets and moving people off these other platforms, like engaging people on these platforms and then moving them towards your website through emails through whatever else, means that you're in some way shape perform owning mm. that that IP or that content. Yeah, I was listening to a, um, a podcast uh, on Russell Brunson actually earlier today. Um, it wasn't him that said it, he was referring to somebody else in marketing, who, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was saying that there's a storm coming, and there has been for a, for a couple of years. Um, oh, joy. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, no, that we're, we're pretty much in it, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go into all the kind of different theories that they have, but but something's not right with everything that's going on at the moment and they, they didn't know what it was or what it is, but they are actively building out lots of different channels right. so that if that one goes, they've still got this. And if that yeah. goes, then they've still got that. And, they, and they're very much diversifying, not what they actually do, but the, the channels from which it comes through. So they're, they're looking, they've got text message arm coming yeah. through now and they've got email and they're getting more people onto something else and, and it's because they, they're concerned that some of these giant platforms are just going to disappear overnight. Um, well, it's also like when we when we train our franchisees in Smiley Booth, Photo Booth Hire and we bring new franchisees on, um, we talk to them about marketing pillars. Yeah. That's how we refer to it yeah, in the training, right? Always, yeah. yeah, and we say, right, there's, um, we talk about networking, relationship building, like kind of like the feet on the ground, banging on the doors, that kind of relationship building, mm -hmm. trade shows, all of that kind of stuff. We talk about online marketing strategies like AdWords and Facebook ads and all that kind of stuff. And then social media networking, groups and all this mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And we train them across all of these channels. But you often see that they'll choose, and the same with most businesses, right? They'll, they'll choose one channel yeah. and they'll bet the house on it. Because yes. it's giving them a reward, and they don't want to do the networking. Yeah, they don't want to do the networking. They don't want to do these other things, and it only takes like Google Ads is a great example of that, right? It's like Google Ads. You can have that working like a dream. You could, like, we had that, right? Yeah. It was just like it felt like with when we had Google Ads running uh, for photo booth hires, it felt like stick some every for every. X amount of pound we put up there, we got X amount of pound out yeah. the back end. It was like, it was a money printing machine, that mm -hmm. thing. Then all of a sudden, it changed. Yeah. It's changed. It and it only changed by a slight degree, but that yeah. slight degree was enough to completely throw out the profitability of that channel. Yeah. And, and we had to rework it and figure out and start all over again, trying yeah, to rework yeah. it again. 
And and that's the problem with just betting the house on one channel. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So um, so coming back to the, the websites piece, we've got slightly off, off topic a bit, but... Um, that's because we're drinking. <laughs> if you put the, um, the kind of satellites, as it were, I, I call them, like you've got your website in the hub, Oh, on this diagram. Yeah, that was in, on your to. mental diagram. Yeah, you, you've got all these satellite platforms, but they're what I would set up first. So have your, even if you need a website in order to set up these channels, which sometimes you do, they, they ask for your website address, just have a holding page for the minute. You know, just have a yeah. one, one page because it's much better that you're starting to get the traffic coming through yeah. than the on the other places than the other way around. So um, the other thing you can do um, is you can have uh, landing pages. You don't, again, you don't need a, all singing, all dancing website. You can just have things like lead pages or unbounce, where you've got a, a page website um, or mini it website. Is one page, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. But with a funnel, you're talking several pages. And um, I've just recently signed up to Groove Funnels, which I'm still kind of playing around with working. And you can build full, full like mini sites on there. Yeah. You don't need to to be um, doing like you know paying a, a web developer bags of gold. I mean, we had Netta on the other day, didn't she? Yeah. And Netta is no hassle websites, and that's all very much plug and play. It's like $99 yeah. or something insane, yeah, like that, it isn't is. it? And you're getting a really great website, and she's And you're on awesome. WordPress, so, um, so you've still got all the benefits, because WordPress over, this is how it used to be, I'm not 100% up to date with this, but WordPress over things like Wix or Squarespace, is better SEO wise, um, and that's why people prefer, and it does so much more. So, if you are thinking of building a big, big business eventually, you know you really want to kind of start it in the right space. The others yeah. have their limitations, but um, but yeah, she that's within WordPress, but it's still plug and play. It's not coding or anything complicated. Yeah. And going back to what we said earlier, is is say most websites, you could. The vast majority of websites, until you get like rid to the big players, the vast majority of websites, you probably wouldn't be able to tell how much they spend on their website. You, no. The chances of you being able to tell the difference between someone who spent a few hundred to tens of thousands on their website is unlikely you'll be able to actually tell the difference mm. in most cases. Like I can tell when I land on certain websites. I landed on one the other day when I was doing some research and I was like, wow. This, this website's insane, like in terms of what you can do on it and everything else. And I, I knew thought that spend. on the Apple one when I was looking for my phone. That was pretty impressive. Yeah, but you'd expect that, <laughs> yeah. right? But exactly. for most small to medium businesses, what are you actually trying to do? You're trying to, you're trying to explain to people very quickly what the hell it is you do and get them to inquire. Like get to capture their details in some way, shape or form. You're not some massive brand identity in... Like anybody listening to these podcasts, yeah, sit generally in the small to medium business space yeah. or startup, yeah. in fact. So, like Tim Cook or whatever his name is, the head of Apple, is not listening to this podcast <laughs> for advice from you and I. Right? He doesn't need website advice. <laughs> no. So, um, if you've got a product-based business, um. Shopify that you mentioned earlier, um, mm. and there's a, there's a few others that I can't even think of on the top of my head, but you don't you really don't need a website because that will do it all for you. But then obviously, if you want to list on Amazon, that you're already on their uh, website. If you want to list on eBay, you're on their platform. Etsy, same thing. So yeah, if you've got product based business, I'd say you really don't need a website at all. Well, even if you have a website, but you're scratching your head around how the hell do I sell product and. Because that can be really daunting. It's like, 
how do I how do I create all of these gallery pages with products? Oh, and then, yeah, Shopify. Yeah, cool. exactly. And linking it into mer my merchant services, how I take payments and and how do I put in stock? And you might be sat there thinking, oh, that sounds like the most complicated thing in the world. You can literally just have a really basic website and set up a Shopify store set entirely separately, but it'll have the same type of URL that you build into it. And then you can have links on your website that link directly to the Shopify store. And from the customer's perspective, they're literally going, you could have one of the links that just says catalog on, right. on the top of your web page. The, the Shopify store does it all. It, oh, has, there you it, go. it has a home page, it has an about page, it has a blog. Yeah, there's, so there's lots of guys out there that will rinse you for a lot of money mm. to build all of this stuff. And in fact, one of the companies that we look after at the moment that we advise they would get in exactly that situation with a mm. website guy who was just charging them the earth for nothing. Well, that, that, um, that's quite common in professional services, isn't it? Because they do tend to have the more um, old-fashioned, for want of a better phrase, approach to websites. They still have the you know, very kind of cut and dry. There's, there's probably people listening to this that are in the website space going, you guys are idiots. <laughs> like, what are you saying? <laughs> I'm not saying that websites aren't, I'm not saying that people that build websites and that websites aren't valuable. I'm, I'm looking at this entirely, or we're looking at this entirely from a consumer basis, right? In terms of, if you're a business owner, you want, you want whatever you invest your money and time into to spin as fast as possible and create as much value as possible. And the problem is, there's a lot of choices out there for businesses now. Like, a few years ago, Christ, three years ago, there weren't as many choices as there are today. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not saying it in terms of you shouldn't have a website full stop. I'm, I'm saying it in an, in an order of things and where you should be placing your priorities. Um, and I see too many people place their priorities on, oh, I've got to have a nice, shiny website and not uh, and they ignore everything else. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, that, to me, is a mistake. Yeah, it is. Well, the other mistake with websites is... Um, the nice shiny website. Yeah, and it's, it's the whole build it and they will come. No, they won't. No, they won't. <laughs> and and just because you think it's nice and shiny doesn't mean the people that land on the website think it's nice and shiny. Mm. The people that land on the website just want to know what the hell it is you sell mm -hmm. and how quickly you can get the information they need to get. And that's called CRO, so conversion rate optimization. That's mm -hmm. and that's a science in itself. It's yeah. like, okay, if if someone lands on the website, how quickly do they leave? Mm -hmm. How quickly do they in engage with your content? At what pay? At what point on the page do they drop off? Mm -hmm. uh, if if they are clicking a button, why are they clicking the button? And and all of this stuff, and it's it's a hugely complex science. But the reality is, you you thinking, oh man, that looks pretty. I mean, we had it with with a couple of franchisees mm -hmm. in our business in Smiley Booth Photo Rehire, and they'd be like can we just change the website just this way or that way? And my response every time, I, I was like, no, <laughs> never. And, I, and I'd say, thank you for your, I, I'll bear that in mind, but our website evolved entirely off the back of CRO. Mm -hmm. like, it was like, oh, we know that we get X amount of conversion rate for yeah. the traffic that lands on the website. And that came from constantly changing the button should go there, or the button should go here, or yeah. the button colour should be this different, or the yeah. wording should be this. That's how the website evolved. Yeah, and yeah, sometimes yeah. that ends up with something that doesn't look as pretty mm -hmm. as you want it to look. Mm -hmm. 
Walker's also has got to work on mobile. It's got to have, if you say, the buttons. Because um, so many websites, you know, they don't have any buttons and it's really text heavy. People just will not read it. You've got to always think mobile first, that people will be on a mobile. And if you end up with scrolls and scrolls of text on the mobile, it's, it's awful. And people aren't going to read it because it's so small. Um, so yeah, you, you, you kind of want to re reduce that right down. Um, you need chat functions. There's, we could do a whole other episode of things that you should have on your website. In fact, we I think we did, do, we did cover some of that on, a, on an episode, I'm sure we did. I feel like we have. <laughs> yeah. But no, you're right. It's, there is, um, it is a science having a website, mm. but that's one of the advantages of piggybacking off the back of some of these other platforms like Instagram and like Facebook yeah. and Shopify and all this kind of stuff because they've already worked out the science. Yeah. Like they've worked out the exact layout that works for sales. And also, one, if, you, if you're setting up the other things first, or at least prioritising them, so you've just got a basic website and you put your energy and your focus into all the other kind of satellites, as it were, um, they're what kind of feed your website, obviously bring you custom, and then you can afford to go and get a, an expensive web designer that gets all these things just perfect for you. Um, and we've, we've seen that with a, a few different companies, haven't we? Um, we, uh, we mentioned this on another podcast episode, uh, Anderson's Themes and Dreams, which was a, a bed-making um, site. Um, they would make, for, like, a princess yeah, castle Yeah, like, bed. children's wooden beds, but really beautiful, yeah, as you say, like, uh, princess castles, like, trucks for boys and... And um, they then progressed into doing um, playhouses outside, like tree houses and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Amazing things. But they, their entire business was Facebook, Facebook page. Now they do have a website, and it's a beautiful website. But it was years before that website came along. Yeah, I mean, they grew their Facebook audience. It wasn't just like a few thousand. It was hundreds of oh, thousands. Yeah, hundreds so they grew that before they set up their website. Yeah. And, um, and everybody was... And their whole concept was like and share. It was boosted campaigns, yeah. basically, through through like and shares. And people went nuts yeah. for, that, for their products. And, yeah, they created... I, I don't know what the actual end up, their numbers ended up being, but they clearly did very well mm. out there. Yeah, but I think had they gone the other way around, they wouldn't have been anywhere. Yeah. They had a bog-standard website, because now they've got, you know, a beautiful kind of swanky website but they, that shows off really what they do. But the other way around, they would have had something quite bog standard. They wouldn't really have been able to differentiate themselves very well yeah. in space. Um, so, yeah, I think building your audience on the other channels first and then kind of bringing them home is, is the best way around. And that there is, and there's another couple of reasons why you should have a website, but as I say, kind of down the line, is 84% um, of people think that a website does give you credibility. Mm -hmm. um, so they, they, you know, they will wonder if they can't find a website or at least a holding page that says your website's coming. And ninety percent of people start with a Google search. Oh, okay. When they, if they know the company name. Yeah, because that's the important thing to remember about social media and Google, mm. which a lot of people don't realise. That so, um, we've said this before in a previous episode, but in case you've forgotten it or you've not ever listened to a previous episode, um, the. Social, the way social media works is, the way you should think about social media is, it's like you're at a party. This is an analogy we use quite mm -hmm. regularly, but it's like you're at a party, right? So you wouldn't get your business card out of a party and start talking about your products and service, right? You just have a chat and you relax and you might tell some stories about, interesting stories about your business, like some fun 
anecdotes or about your team or or about how your product or service changed someone's life in some way shape or form but what you wouldn't do is you wouldn't try and close a sale at mm-hmm. a party that's not what it's about it's more you're like at a party you would just be just chilling mm-hmm. right but you wouldn't nobody wants to feel like they're being like being sold by a car salesman at, at a party right so that's facebook instagram and any form of lasted social media google however is an office space mm-hmm. most people will buy through google so if they want to buy blinds for their windows they will type in on google mm-hmm. buy how do i good blinds for my windows mm-hmm. and then all the companies that come up on on that search they will then click and they'll go through the process of looking yeah. through google and so from that that aspect it's really important that you make it super easy for them to buy you make it really clear and and for them to become informed and everything else yeah and in fact if you do the social media type of conversation on google yeah you won't make a sale yeah because people are like i'm not interested in hearing your story i'm not interested in like these anecdotes about your team i just want to know i asked about buying some blinds for my house Sell me some bloody blinds. But right? again, going back a step, that doesn't mean that you do need a website straight off because your Google traffic, your um, Google ads and things like that can obviously go to a landing page or a funnel or, or something like that. So they don't necessarily need to be going to a full, full-on website. Yeah, so there's probably a lot of people, though, that are listening to this uh, podcast who have websites for their business already in place. Yeah, absolutely. And they're going to be sat there thinking, well, okay, well, Lee and Kate, I'm a bit confused. What do I spend my time doing? So just to clear, just to help clarify some of that, the you should be going as a business owner. You should be looking at who's going to get the most eyes on my business and how do I cultivate an audience. Mm. That's that's what you. If you've already got a website in place, you've got all social media accounts in place. You should be thinking about okay, how do I raise everybody's awareness about my business? Yeah, and and so just to jump in there, that's that's what I'm getting at though, because I a lot of the people that we've met in business that have asked our advice and stuff over the years are the kind of people that instead of that, they've got their website set up and they've got all their social pages, as you said, but they spend time tweaking their website. Yeah. We, we, we've had people like, oh, I've, I've redone my website again. Do you want to have a look? No, and Jesus, it's just yeah. like, please don't spend your time doing that because no. it doesn't get you anywhere. It no, is, it doesn't. Your, your website needs to be professional and functional, and that's about it. Yeah, well, you can definitely, you can definitely work on your CRO, so mm. you can again your conversion rate optimization. As if in, you're sending enough traffic, there. If you're sending enough, tra- yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're sending <laughs> enough, if you've got enough traffic going to it all the time, and but even that is a long-winded process, right? Because you're testing over, over weeks mm. and months. You're, it's not a, it's not going to create a result for you tomorrow whereas a social media campaign will create a result for you tomorrow and It'll you can a test a cro on on again something like lead pages or unbounce yeah. which as you said with the spotify page yeah. you can still uh, have shopify. Your, sorry, shopify i always do that with spotify and shopify yeah. shopify page um you can have your website and just one of your headers or whatever goes to a, a squeeze page and yeah, there yeah. you can you can test so Sorry, much Sorry, squeeze page is the same as a landing, landing page. Yeah. It's like an independent page just for a particular product. But it's very sales. easy to just put up copies. For example, yeah. with lead pages, I was doing this earlier today. We've created a Mother's Day campaign for one of our products. 
and that was just a copy of a Christmas page. And mm. then I've just obviously changed the pictures and the text a bit because it's Mother's Day. So it's yeah, very easy to make those those quick decisions and changes when you're working with something like a, a landing page software rather than either A, knowing how to do websites yourself, or B, paying somebody to do it for you. Yeah, and we're buying, so that's the other, the other great thing about the world of business and marketing today is we're, we created the page and we're like, right, okay, we literally sat down earlier today and said, okay, if we, if we have this much product and we sell all of that product, how much do we make? Okay, we make X amount of pounds, great, okay what's our tolerance? What are we prepared to spend to make that much revenue? And we work, we ran it back and we're like, okay, we're, spe- we're prepared to spend that much money to sell that much product. And I was like, okay, well that's our budget now for this marketing campaign. And mm-hmm. uh, which means that we need to have for every body that buys for each product, they, that can't cost us more than X amount of pounds per person that buys it. Because the moment we go over that, we're not going to hit no. our tolerance, right? So, and and then we go, right, okay, let's buy the traffic. And we go to AdWords, or we go to Facebook, or wherever it is, and we go, okay, here's our product. Go stick it in front of the audience that we've just described. But that one page speaks specifically for Mother's to Day. To that audience, yeah. yeah. So all the ad traffic will obviously go to that page, but also I'll be posting in groups, and um, uh, blogs, I'm trying to think where else, all, all sorts of things that we'll be doing in support of it, it'll all be going to the same page. Yeah, and we'll be tracking all of yeah, it. Yeah, and they we'll... won't just get lost on the website, they're going to this page specifically about Mother's Day, and they can really only click buy now, oh, Yeah, <laughs> well you just, said, you just said the words that drives me nuts about most people in their websites. So when when you say, oh, they won't be getting lost on, on the website, the amount of people that I in business that I speak to and they're like, oh, I made X amount of sales. And I'm like, well, where did it come from? And they're like, well, it came through the website. Okay, it came through the website, that's wonderful. But how did they find the website? Where did they go? What did they see before they landed on your website that made them then purchase? I have no idea. Yeah. And that drives me nuts. Yeah. It's like, what's the point? Well, because also when? You know, they could have been looking at your website for the last six months. Yeah, ex- exactly or, or the last right. six days. You exactly. just don't know right. how long that campaign's been running. So, yeah, it's really important to know the effectiveness because uh, and so, something like the beauty of Mother's Day that we only, only dawned on us today is that Mother's Day is different in, in every country yeah. for dates. So if this works, what we're, we're pushing out um, over the next couple of weeks, we'll replicate that in another country. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay... If you are sat here now thinking, oh yeah, I was thinking about redoing my website, and uh, <laughs> Please don't. I'm listening, yeah, I'm listening to Lee and Kate, and they're saying don't do it and everything else, um, or you think, okay, well I do all right on social media, so and I still think my website needs sorting out, so I might still invest in doing this, that, and the other. So that's great. By all means, spend your money, but bloody don't spend your money if if you have no understanding as to what happened, where people are coming from when they land on your website yeah. to then go to a sale. Because whatever changes you make to your website is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. You're, like, you'll never be able to see, okay, well, did the changes on my website actually create the uplift? Mm-hmm. Or, was it, or did the uplift actually come down to some random Instagram post that I happened to put four weeks ago 
that suddenly is being shown to a load of a, a different type mm-hmm. of audience who are suddenly engaging in it and suddenly buying my product. It's like, if you don't know exactly where all your traffic is coming from when it lands on the website and then buys, then that's the bit you should focus yeah. on before you change anything on your website. Yeah. That's the Those are the metrics that you need to learn how to get. Well, and also if you are going to use a professional, like a, a web designer to, to do your website, make sure they're a professional from um, a metrics point of view mm-hmm. and not from a, oh, look, I did this pretty website for this person and this pretty website for that person. Oh, yeah. it's, it's about what functionally works. Yes, obviously it's got to look good as well. I'm not saying it, it, that it looks terrible because that's obviously part of the functionality that it needs to, to draw people in. Um, but we've had, I mean, one of the reasons we're quite passionate about this is we've uh, had a journey with websites, haven't we, over, gosh, a painful years, journey. a very painful journey, mostly by just bad luck and things in a few ways, but we've had quite a few different types of web people, um, and one I can think of in particular was very forthright about how they could do this, that, and the other for us, and it, it had to flow a certain way, and they, they really kind of spoke what well, sounded like they knew it but then we they did all of that and um they did everything they said they, well, they didn't do. just they didn't just they weren't just forthright we had a relationship with these people yeah. for months before we took them on board yeah and they would regularly present in detail about the psychology yes. and yeah. analytics about yeah. why people do certain things yeah. on certain websites yeah. And then when it came to, so that, so they did all this to our website. At a cost of thousands of pounds. Yeah, and then it, it, it came down to the numbers because thankfully Lee tracks everything. And there was no uplift. In fact, it was worse, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Didn't worse. Didn't it go backwards from... Our conversion rates dropped. Dropped down. And so we had the numbers and you can't argue with numbers. So yeah, do get, if, you, if you're going to go and get professional help for your website, then please, please have someone that understands the conversion rates and will analyse the numbers. Yeah, and if you're thinking, well, I have no idea what you're talking about, guys. <laughs> I don't know how to convert, like, work out where the traffic comes from and what this does. I'm not some, is it savant or whatever they call it? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm no genius, right? My IQ really isn't that high. Um, but um, I just piggyback off the back of software that's already out there so there's a lot of the platforms out there things like hubspot and many other types of platforms that will that you can connect into your website that will tell you exactly where traffic's mm-hmm. coming from yeah and uh, google whether it's, analytics in itself does yeah google it. analytics yeah. yeah and if you're thinking well i don't understand google analytics there's hundreds of hours of youtube videos out there that explains a lot of step by step of what this means and what that means but you can see clearly where you can create parameters in google analytics so that when somebody comes from some one place it triggers a response in your google analytics to tell mm-hmm. you oh this person came from that place mm-hmm. and and it's just creating those feedback loops which we've talked about a lot in previous episodes yeah. all about feedback loops it's like things that are giving you accurate and useful information to help you make a informed decision moving forward yeah. and that's how when we had that guy come along yeah. the thing is we liked him as well yeah, and we yeah. do like him he's yeah, a great yeah. guy yeah. right um and he's very knowledgeable yeah but for us when he came in and did what he did with yeah. our website it destroyed the website yeah. like, it was a real shame because we did and and do as you say have a lot of respect for him and yeah. believe a lot of what he says but 
As I say, you can't argue with numbers. No, and the interesting thing is, is when you have these individuals that come forward and say, I'm going to just do X, Y, Z, and when we still have it to today, like we have individuals that every now and then will reach out to us and say, we probably oh, we... get two or three a week, don't we? Yeah, and, and say, I can do this for you. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, can you confirm, if I'm going to hire you, I expect this much as a cost per lead and this much for a cost per acquisition. If you can beat those tolerances, then I'll hire you. Can you confirm that you beat those tolerances? And most of the time, they run for the hills. <laughs> yeah, right? they do, yeah. Yeah, because it's they, the moment you start holding their feet to the fire around, like, actually, I know my numbers, I know what traffic we get, mm-hmm. I know what we're going to get on the other side, and these are the tolerances. And if they, were go to, if they were to go to a larger, more established company with a marketing team and all this kind of stuff, those are the type of questions that they'd be asked, yeah. which is exactly why they're coming to us small businesses and yeah, medium yeah. businesses because they expect you to be idiots, right? They mm-hmm. expect you to not even understand what a cost per lead is and a cost per acquisition is and all this kind of stuff. Oh, by the way, if you're listening to me rabbit on with a <laughs> armagnac in my hand and think, what the hell is cost per lead and cost per acquisition? We cover all of that in a previous episode, which was all about... I don't know what episode number it was, but it, it was Know Your Numbers. No, it's in an episode called Know Your Numbers. Yeah. So go back to that episode and have a listen. Tuesday, I think. Yeah, you yeah. need you if you are in business, if you are thinking about being in business or in business, and you don't understand what cost per acquisition is and cost per lead is, you need to go listen to that episode because mm-hmm. that that's that's the key to unlocking your growth in your business over and above everything. Yeah, absolutely, and there's so many metrics you can measure on a website and and uh, and fun things as well, things like. Um, is it hot jar or heat jar? But it's called hot jar. Is hot it? jar. Hot jar, which which shows you where people are on your website, which mm-hmm. is highly addictive. <laughs> yeah, because it's in video. Yeah. They they and don't just show time. you in a diagram. Yeah, they show you where the mouse yeah. is moving around, <laughs> and yeah, it's a very trippy thing to watch. But yeah, you can. It's a deep rabbit hole website stuff, and and the the guys that are selling you these solutions know that it's a deep rabbit hole and that you haven't got the time or energy to go into it. And it's a bit like, like I used to be in corporate banking and there was all of these, like there was an internal banking language that we knew that when we sat in front of a customer and, it, and we weren't doing it in a manipulative way, don't get me wrong, but we would use banking language with each other around customers. Just, just We would use it when their customers weren't around, but certainly around customers. And it made us feel really important because we knew that they didn't have a clue what we were talking yeah. about. Like it gave us this kind of we're special feeling. Mm-hmm. And website guys and marketing guys and all that kind of stuff are exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Like there's this inside language that goes on and it's like, oh, it's this and oh, it's that. And it's, most of the time it's not really that sophisticated at all. Mm. It's just about, okay, what you're really saying is someone clicked on that and they ended up there. Mm. And this thing... This bit of code tells me that they clicked on that and they landed there. Mm. And and what you're doing is trying to increase the amount of times they land there. That's in vast majority of cases, that's all it is. Yeah, and when you've got an expert in their field that they, they really do go down that road. Because I, I was actually on a, a webinar recently with um which was going really in depth to Facebook ads yeah. um, and with the um iOS changes, um, because Apple's thrown out a lot of obviously Facebook's um 
uh, tools that they use. There's to, a bit of a war going on yeah, between exactly. Apple and Facebook. And so yeah. it was like different things um, that you can do to kind of recover your accounts and all of this kind of stuff. And, you know, I, I thought I know, knew what I was talking about with Facebook ads. And, and for anyone listening, I do. But my God, they just went into stuff and I was just like, you what now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was just so, so, so in-depth. I was just like, wow, there's a whole nother level. <laughs> there is, there's levels to everything, yeah. right? And but, but you, unless that's your speciality. Exactly. Right, as a business owner, you don't need to know any of that. No. It's like, you need to have a cognitive, under, like some form of understanding so of whether someone's putting your chain exactly, on, yeah. right? And to be able to hold people to account. Like we don't know, we don't know everything by any stretch of imagination. The only thing we do know is the is how the hell we got the battle scars we got in business, <laughs> and how to avoid them in future, and how like what works and what doesn't in our very specific set of skills and business experience. Mm. Like, and that's what we want to share with you guys. And but, we do geek out on stuff and have a lot of friends in business that talk about this stuff all the time. So I guess yeah. that's our other kind of knowledge is that we just, we're in that world, aren't we? We're always yeah, and, and there's 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 definitely like, I would say about five of us hmm. that we have probably the same amount of understanding yeah. on, on the marketing side and everything else, which is probably yeah. only two or three degrees more than the rest of, yeah. well, the average Joe. But it's enough to give us an advantage yeah, give you the in edge. that sphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's all about, and that's why this podcast is this, is to try and give people like you who are listening or watching this that advantage, yeah, right? Yeah, just a bit of a head start on mm. some of these techniques. Yeah, and to cut through the ball, which, and, and to not, and to give you a situation where you're not spending thousands and thousands of pounds on just nothing, just this sales pitch that you've had from a web designer or whatever it might be. Yeah, because I saw that the other day, didn't I? Do you remember that um, somebody was posting in a group and they wanted a few things set up for their business? And I can't remember the exact detail now, but it was something yeah. along the lines of a Facebook page. Um, I think it was some kind of shopping facility, so like a Shopify or like a, a cart on their website, just some some way of people being able to purchase. Um, it was... Three, it was three or four things. Maybe it was a blog, but it, yeah, it was a suite of three or four things. Some of the quotes they were getting were like 20 grand, 25 grand. I was just sat there with my head in my hands going, no, stop. Yeah. <laughs> Please because... don't spend that money. You don't need to. Well, but we see it in photo with hire. <laughs> yeah. Right. We see it with our photo with hire clients sometimes. So we can deliver extraordinary events with Smiley with photo with hire for, and we had done for our corporate clients. And um, and we will charge a very fair price for the, the delivery of that service, right? But we know competitors that will charge, like, not just, like, 50% more, 100% more, but in some degrees, like, 1,000% more mm. than what we would, we would quote for, for that event. And the reason why is because they... They rely on the naivety mm-hmm. of the people that are booking it and mm-hmm. the big and the and the supposed deep pockets of the corporates that are hiring them in the first place. So it's they they just think, well, this is the events industry in in in, in this particular case and okay, well you should expect to spend that much. It's like, well the cost of delivery isn't anywhere near what you're suggesting. Yeah. The profit margins are still even 
on our pricing structure is still healthy healthy mm. yeah they and they still allow the company to grow really nicely and it's fair yeah and and that's the problem sometimes is when they when people do sell to businesses they charge an inflated value sometimes mm-hmm. because they think well it's just a business you're just you're just right now i'm not selling to you personally just it's just a business expense it's yeah. like, no it's not it's that business expense is coming straight off your profits yeah, yeah, yeah. which ultimately hurts you down the road yeah you know so yeah getting the right we've always believed that haven't we in yeah. terms of like there's a lot of when you go into the consultancy stroke like kind of advisory stroke like like niche specialisms mm-hmm. you're there is a culture of charge your worth yeah like in, like create a huge like huge prices because you deserve those prices and it's like well you only deserve those prices if you create the relevant amount of value back into that business yeah. if you're not creating that value you don't deserve that price yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely um, i'll get off my soapbox <laughs> but yeah so just to recap um if you're starting out don't worry about getting a website all set up and running first just focus on on the other bits and the website will come if you've already got a website um please don't spend too much time fiddling with it um unless it's as you say cro but even yeah then, and only then you've I got think, to have traffic you've got to have yeah. a decent amount of traffic going to that every single day week month that warrants and even spending then a lot of time. i think there's there's better ways of doing that but um but yeah your your website is not the be all and end all basically is what i'm trying to say i think in this episode <laughs> if there's any website designers listening to these yeah, sorry. You're probably, yeah sorry. <laughs> that's it for today we'll see you tomorrow yeah have a good evening all. bye Thank you.